Phil, that was uh, Stephen Bodian, a uh, uh, fascinating uh, man uh, uh, with a book out and also an article that uh, I haven't read yet. Uh, now I know where to find it. I'll read it. But uh, 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 it's something, of course, that we've discussed before. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he gave guidelines. When somebody's looking out, uh, looking for a spiritual teacher. Uh, there's a certain uh, criteria one might set. Yeah. Uh, when, when, when doing that search. Yeah, and I had never thought of it in terms of uh, narcissism, but it makes perfect sense, you know, that the, the narcissistic uh, people who become spiritual teachers would be uh, very vulnerable right. to and that another, kind of abuse. And another phenomenon I've seen, and of course you, you've really seen it uh, in your research for your book, American Veda, but uh, one thing I've seen is you, you might get a teacher and that teacher could be totally legitimate and, uh, and authentic and doing all the right things in the right way. And then you'll get students of that teacher who start thinking, you know, I could do that. And then uh, it'd be kind of neat having people look up to me yep. and, and, and uh, their, their small egos take over <laughs> and they go off and they start their own thing, uh, but with uh, different motivations and from an unenlightened perspective. And, and I think that, uh, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of narcissism there. Yep. There's, a, there's going to be a lot of problems. Well, but, you but know, it, you know, I'm going to add something. It's not only, you know, an unenlightened perspective, although that, that could be arguable. It's also an unauthorized um, position because a lot, you know, a, there are independent gurus who attain a certain consciousness and start, you know, teaching on their own and they're legitimate and have integrity and they serve their, their devotees well. But most gurus come from a, a lineage and a tradition and they're, uh, they're trained properly and there's an ethic that they absorb and... Uh, um, and, and so I, I'm always more wary of the independents right. because they don't have that that check and balance of a, of a part of a being part of a lineage. Right. But I, I, yeah, there are good and bad everywhere. So right. Well, one thing he said in, that I would agree with that uh, I have people I respect that would not agree with, and that is from what he said is he said never turn over your power to somebody else to let other people fully make decisions for you. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. But if somebody in a traditional master-disciple relationship does do that because the guru is going to make the decisions for him or her, and they have made a decision that they're going to put themselves in that position. Right. Now, I'm sure they wouldn't just do anything. Some would. But uh, I would, uh, uh, although it, it, traditionally that is what happens, I would uh, think it's very dangerous and, and would never encourage yeah. anybody. Yeah, put them it is dangerous. It's dangerous, you know, but for, for in the right guru-disciple relationship, that kind of surrender can be, you know, richly rewarding. It, but it's a, it's a risk. It's like marriage, you know, it's richly rewarding. But if it's a bad, <laughs> if it's a bad match, you know, that kind of commitment. Can, can but, but it's different. Uh, this is a situation <laughs> where you're going to, 
that's all. That's a, that's another. It's a subject for another day. <laughs> but, uh, uh, the, 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 you go if you put yourself in a position where, and I, I know people like this. I will do whatever the guru says. Yeah. Then that's different, and and uh, and it could be a very good thing, but yeah. it could also uh, uh, not yeah. be a good thing. And I think one should never one hundred percent. Uh, go there because I think oh, you know yeah. what, Dennis. I, I think very do. I suspect it's rarely a hundred percent because you know there's always the you know Jim Jones drink the Kool Aid right. phenomenon, right. but you know there are I'm sure most sensible disciples, you know they have lines that they would not cross, and any good guru, any real a guru whose principal concern is the spiritual well-being of his his or her disciples is going to cultivate in that person a certain discernment so they do they don't stop thinking for themselves they become more mature and more um capable of their own decision making and and even if they say, please tell me what to do, uh, you know, there's a certain trust that comes with that. And it can be a beautiful thing, but it's also a risk. It's also dangerous. You know, yeah, I, we, yeah go ahead. Any, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I never was able to do that. Right. But I know people who did and they were richly rewarded by the guru telling them, you know, the right thing, the right choice to make, the right decision. But it was never uh, authoritarian in the best of circumstances. It was always, you know, I, I want you to do this. I think you should do that. But there's always, you know, in the one of the things I love about the Bhagavad Gita, and I had to think about this recently because I was I was teaching about it. You go through the whole Gita, and there's Krishna, who's the voice of the divine, guiding Arjuna and giving him this deep and powerful, uh, not only uh, teaching about yoga and, and, and how to look at the world, but direct experiences. And at the end, is one of the last verses in the Gita. He says essentially to Arjuna, look, I gave you all these teachings. Now you decide. You want to do what I told you or not? It's up to, you know, there's all, there was this freedom of choice, even at the, you know, after all that teaching. And I love that. So. No, I know. All that being said, I agree with you. I've never gone that road, down that road completely myself. Uh, but again, I, I think, there's there's always a danger because no matter how one can never really know 100% what state of consciousness somebody's in, and no matter what one thinks of the teacher, uh, at some point they they may go haywire, they may yeah their marbles or and, or just and, be wrong. Yeah, and then you have to make <laughs> no, you you have to you have to maintain control. Yeah, you can accept guidance. This is my opinion, uh, uh, and and take that guidance. All the time, or 99% of the time, but there are times that if you feel something is strongly uh, goes against what you believe, you you yep. should not. But now, th th it's it's easier said than done because once one is in that world uh, of discipleship or whatever, and surrounded by other people in that world, 
uh, one's thinking isn't always as clear as it should be. Yeah, I've seen and there's it. also peer pressure. Yeah, so all, all those things can happen. But, you know, it also happens in Catholicism and sure. in the established religions that, you know, the Pope said, the Cardinal said, and I'm an underling, and I, you know, hey. uh, and they were let break away at some point because they don't agree. And, you know, look, people take their advice to the psychotherapists and, it go, you know, get misled. As, you know, it, it, this is not that uncommon. But, but again, the difference would be, and, and I would argue this, and I would disagree with the, the, this structure, in a traditional guru-disciple relationship, the disciple fully yeah. surrenders to the guru and does whatever the guru says. Yeah, and that, that, that would not, that, I don't think that's a good thing, even though there were people that would come forward and say, I know people that did that. And it was wonderful for them. Right. But I don't think it's worth the risk. It, well, and especially, look, let, let's also distinguish between people in a monastic setting where, you know, there's vows and way, it's a whole different way of life. And I think a lot of that kind of surrender to the guru comes uh, from a mona the monastic orientation and it might be perfectly appropriate for people in that way of life. But for householders who have to, you know, be in the world and learn to make decisions and, uh, you know, it's a whole different thing. But yeah, let's but I, not... Think even, yeah. I think even for a monk, it's it's equally yeah, as dangerous. I agree. I agree. But we can go on. There are people yeah. that will agree and disagree with us on, on, on this. Well, you'll, you'll find evidence on both sides of the, right. of the thing. But, you know, so, but it's always a risk. There's, you know, there's no question about it, and you can you can go really off the off the track if you're misled. But let's I don't want to give listeners the impression that all we talked about with Stephen was this issue right. of narcissism and gurus. Right. He has a lot to say and a lot to offer in his uh, books and in his teaching. Uh, you know, he's he's a veteran spiritual teacher. And he he's also a psychotherapist. He's worked with lots work, of people. Intensive workshop uh, in residence where a lot of meditation is done and yeah. uh, spiritual practice. And yeah. uh, he's like a uh, uh, you know I, I my sense he was a very practical, very down to earth, uh, uh, and had good and bad experience himself, which he was able to draw from. Yeah, which is good because sometimes if somebody just has good experience and can't relate to somebody who might have a bad experience on a spiritual path, but he, he has a, a very broad perspective and uh, he's kind of seen it all. And, and I think that uh, uh, that makes him even a more mature uh, teacher. Yeah, uh, I was uh, I was very pleased uh, to learn about him and to get him on the show. I think he's one of the people teaching in the non-dual traditions. Uh, who's doing it responsibly and from a grounded and um, learned position. It, or it so it would seem. Everybody is in a non-dual uh, uh, school. <laughs> who's, who would you categorize as being in the dual, dualistic school? Oh, God, I don't want to go there. All right. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. Thank you, Dennis. See you next time. You. Next time. Bye. Over and out.